0: Hello, my friends. Last week, we were talking about my decision to pick up the violin again and how that's going. And to follow up on that, I want to talk about what happens when we're stretching for a goal. Like we know what we need to do, but we find ourselves procrastinating about it and not actually doing the thing. So in a very concrete, real way, I have on my list of things to do every morning, like go for a walk, make sure you eat some greens, practice your violin, do your French and stretch. And it's not like a huge amount of things, but I will find reasons to putter around and do other stuff and either not walk or not do the violin or both, because I'll fill that time with, oh, it's a good time to make food or do this other thing. Or, you know, you have this other food you need to eat. I mean, why make the salad? It'll be fine. Nothing's going bad right now. So there's a lot of excuses that can come up that get in the way of what I know that I've chosen for myself, that I believe is good for myself, and yet I don't do it. And I'm sure that sounds familiar because who doesn't have a good dose of self-sabotage every now and then? So what really is going on there? And a lot of it (laughs) is feeling like It's either too hard for us or not really worth doing because we have an excuse about timelines or about when it could happen that would also be okay. So, one of the lies that I'll tell myself is I could start tomorrow, and that somehow in my brain at that moment, I think tomorrow will somehow be easier than today. And so, tomorrow I can do it. And tomorrow is pretty much, if you zoom out and look at life, almost the same as today. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between tomorrow and today if you looked back in 10 years, would you? And we're so smart, right? Like we know that. And so we lie to ourselves and say, sure, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow happens and we have the same story. We're like, I could just do it tomorrow. I don't need to do it today. And we need to kind of like snap ourselves out of it and go, okay, well, there is no day where this feels easier to do yet. Because we think that something outside of ourselves makes it easier to do something but it's actually coming from within us. So a lot of getting around procrastination is recognizing that it's through the action of doing the thing that today does not feel easy, that makes it easy to do tomorrow or easier. And that it's a spectrum, like it's a step ladder of steps and building upon of actions that creates ease. It is not something that we just jump into and go, oh, wow, how amazing this just happened that is not reality. It hasn't been reality for building businesses, for having children, for like unpacking stuff when you move. None of that is easy. It becomes easier the more that we do it and then it's kind of done or it's happened already. So in knowing that, I can relieve myself of expecting it to feel easy or feel like a great idea. So that's another thing too, is that we know what we want to do. We know maybe that we have a ton of paperwork that needs to get filed and that if we do it now, it would be not that bad, but we could always do it tomorrow. And then what happens is it's this thing that's always taking up space in our head. And then we can't really focus on all the other things we want to do because we have now a tally of things that have not yet been done. So here's a really interesting thing (laughs) that I noticed about myself is that If I have a big tally of things to think about, I found I was actually kind of happy with that because I was worried that what if I actually did everything on my list and I did it before noon and then I'd have all this time that I wouldn't have to have done anything because I've done all the things and what then? And I'm curious if you have that as well. (laughs) If you feel like, well, if I actually did all the things and I had nothing I had to do, that would be terrible because then Blank, you fill in the blank. So if I had nothing to do, then I'm not being very productive, then I'm not admirable anymore because I'm not overcoming doing all these things. Uh, Maybe I need to come up with more things to do, and that feels intimidating and upsetting, and I don't want to have more things to do because I'm tired. Like, eventually, if you dig and you keep asking questions like, why, 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 you eventually find the source of the angst. And it's really interesting. So sometimes I think like, well, if I actually got up really early and went for the walk, and then I like made my smoothie and had greens like early in the day, and I didn't have to check that off my list. And I was probably feeling really great. That's also interesting. Is that I I believe like, wow, if you did both of those things early, you'd feel really great. Then what could you do? Like, you'd be so mentally sharp, you could like work on this, you could work on that. And then I'll hear the little voice pipe up like, but I just want to play games or I just want to read a book or couldn't I just go hang out with a friend or sleep extra? And that is the voice that needs listening to and nurturing. That's what I think, because that's the part of you that's going to protest and protest until it gets what it needs. It doesn't feel seen or heard. And so it will always, always slow you down from going towards what you want. It'll say, well, if you do that now, like, what about me? (laughs) So you have to think like, what is the what about me voice? What does it need? And can I give to it? And if I do, can I be the loving adult that sets some parameters as well? So here's a strategy that I have used, which is to go, okay, if you have these things that you have to do and you're worried about like somehow doing them too well or too fast in the day, and you just don't have energy for it because you're feeling like you need acknowledgement, how can you build that in? So, I will give myself, like, hey, guess what? Nothing's scheduled right now. You could be working on violin or you could be working on some of these projects, but I'm going to allow that we need to recoup some energy. So, instead, we're going to watch this one episode of something, or I'm going to read this chapter, or maybe I'm going to play a game of Civ and I'll give myself a timer. And then you'll have had that time. You weren't denied it. So, now when I come back and say, guess what? It's time to practice. If you whine and kick and scream in your head, you're like, okay, but I knew that would happen and I did get some of what I want. So let's just go do this and I don't know, entertain yourself, right? I'm going to humor myself and let myself do this. I also remind myself that some days it'll be super easy and some days it'll be hard and that the easy days are not better than the hard days or vice versa. So it's okay if I'm finding it hard to show up and do the thing, but I can still do it And it's reminding myself that I can do hard things. It is okay and even good for me, and this is a good belief to nurture you guys, that having some struggle is great for you. Now that isn't to say that you want to be in struggle or stress all the time, but choosing areas of stress and allowing yourself to be stressed out is actually really good and necessary in order to grow. If we don't stress out a muscle and like push it to its limit, it doesn't get stronger And it's like that with our brain. It's like that with any habit that we're trying to form. So I can go, oh, if I'm feeling a lot of resistance about doing this, then now is the time to do it because it will make me stronger. And I give myself, again, baby, baby steps. It's okay to do a small amount. And showing up just by continuing to show up will make this easier and easier each time. But I don't need to experience it feeling easy In order for that to start happening. And it's also recognizing that I won't recognize when it happens. The day that it's easy for me to do it, I'll just get up and do it. And it'll take me a while to recognize that the shift has happened. Because right now I'm living in the, ah, it's hard or, oh gosh, I don't know how I'm going to make the time to do this or, oh my goodness, this is going to be miserable. So I kind of follow all those thoughts. And I think this is where mindfulness comes in a bit. So having that ability to watch your thoughts and realize that you don't need to believe them. They're just thoughts passing through. So when I tell myself, oh, this is so hard, or this is going to be terrible, or wow, this is awful. This is not enjoyable. I can go, okay, but what if my thought was different? Like, what would it feel like if I thought with the same exact horrible note happening on my violin, like, this is amazing. (laughs) Like, how would it change how I'm showing up? How would it change my ability to be curious and be present and not go into a story about what's happening, but to just be here and do the thing. So I'm trying really hard. I don't like to even say that, trying really hard. I am practicing showing up in discomfort and showing up for myself through discomfort in order to have these experiences and to recognize that by choosing places to grow, things that I want to do, I'm allowing that to fill my time rather than letting the world come in and give me crises and things to fix and stuff to do. Because I think that can happen Like when there's a vacuum. And perhaps that's also why we like having a lot of things on our list is that we're afraid because we instinctively know if there's just blankness, anything could come in and fill that space and fill that time. And we don't want that. We want things to be pretty much the same because that feels really safe. So if you choose the areas in which you want to grow, and you choose the areas where you're willing to experience discomfort, then you have much more control over the trajectory of your life. And I think we all like having a little more control. (sighs) So how do we decide to get back on the wagon and do that thing that's been on our list for five or six months that's been driving us crazy, but we just haven't done and here's some of the things that can actually help. So the first one is to look at it and go, okay, am I looking at it thinking that I need to do the whole thing in one day? And is that too overwhelming for me? And if that's the answer, then a practical thing you can do is to decide I'm going to set aside some time. And I'm my goal is I have to do one hour or 15 minutes or whatever, or you pick One section of the task and go, if I get through like this, these five pages, then I can set it aside and say, good job. We're plugging away at it. And at least those five pages got done. And you add to yourself, if I get into it and I get through those five pages and want to keep going, it's totally okay. That's a bonus. You have a reward. Like you get to keep going and continue when it's feeling easy, but if it's too hard, that's enough. And then you're making progress. So I find that super effective because it gets you past fearing that if you get into it, that it'll take your whole day and that the whole day is going to be miserable and the whole experience is going to be awful because that's usually what stops us from doing things is just feeling like it's going to be a terrible emotion that we don't want to experience. But if we say, yeah, I can probably tolerate that horrible emotion for, you know, five minutes to an hour or just for this one task, it can make it easier for us to show up. And then we find that automatically things become a little bit easier. They flow a little bit more. And the more we get done, the easier it gets and like the inertia of it switches from one of resistance and non-motion into an inertia of moving and getting things done and finding it easier to do it than not do it, which is usually our goal. So that's a hugely effective way. Another one is to remind yourself that you can do hard things and that you don't have to enjoy everything that you do. So I think we have this perception that there are good emotions and there are bad emotions and we're like, our goal should be to feel more of the good emotions, more of the time and that the bad ones are bad and should be avoided. And if there's stuff coming up that makes you feel bad, then either that situation is bad or that person is bad or whatever. And I think the reality of existence, as far as I can tell, is that we're made to feel stuff and the whole spectrum makes a pie of 100. And you can't actually have 100% only good things. Like, if there's a 100 emotions, each one gets its little slice of the pie. And we might classify half of it as being brighter and more productive and um, energy giving. And the other half is energy draining and frustrating or whatever it is. And we tend to label that as good or bad. But if you look at it as a whole, they're all necessary. And It's okay to have them. And if you look at it that way and go, okay, I'm meant to have all of these emotions. So there's nothing bad happening if I feel sad, or there's nothing bad happening if I feel frustrated or angry. There's so much relief in that, where you're no longer fighting against yourself for not enjoying something, or to find that it's very difficult, or to feel like it's frustrating or confusing, or wherever you are. When you stop fearing how you're going to feel about it and you're willing to just show up and be confused but still show up, you are capable of accomplishing so much more. So that's a really good thought to help get you through if you're trying to get back into doing something is to go, I'm going to feel a way about it and it might be confused or angry or upset or guilty or whatever. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. And so I'm going to show up with that feeling to do the task or to get started, even if I'm feeling confused, bad, whatever, whatever it is, that's kind of stopped you from showing up. And it's okay. The another one that I would say is, don't expect perfection from yourself. I mean, we strive for perfection, right? We're always trying to do things the best that we can. And that's what we do. Perfection is well, really impossible. And if we have our sights set so high that we don't believe it's even possible for us to get there, that can make it really difficult to find the motivation to show up. So recognizing that any motion forward, any motion, (laughs) any motion forward is great. And as you show up and do that, you take an action, you can give yourself praise and appreciation for that effort So I think that's a missing component a lot of the time, like a reason that we don't show up and do something is that we're kind of hoping that someone notices and that they appreciate how we've worked hard. And I will offer that we can give ourselves that appreciation and maybe we should start thinking a lot more about how we're going to give it to ourselves in advance. Like how am I going to tell myself that I'm proud of myself or like, woohoo, good job for showing up and doing that task for checking off the things on the list today Because I can't expect that my partner or my kid or my teacher or just some random person or even my friend is one even going to know about it or notice or care. I want them to. That's pretty human. But it's unreasonable to expect that other people intuitively or just like omnisciently know what's going on with us. And so we either need to ask for their help and tell them what we need, or we need to be able to give that to ourselves first. And that helps so much, you guys. So where can you build in some self-esteem building, like good on you, you did really great for showing up moments for yourself this week. And I would say doing that for things that you're already doing great is a wonderful place to start. So before you're even heading into stretching for a goal or going into something that you've procrastinated about, what can you praise yourself for or honestly give yourself positive feedback for that you've already done today? So most of us, like we get up, we got dressed, we did brushing our teeth, we maybe drove our kid to school or drove to work or did whatever we needed to do. And we take that for granted. And the more we take for granted about our lives, the less opportunities we have to just Say nice things to ourselves. So what if you took the moment during your commute to go like, hey, you know what, good job, like you got gas for your car, you're here, you're dressed, it's going to be okay. Good job. And really sincerely thought about all of the effort that went into getting you to that point that day, and how you would do that for a child or someone you really love and care about to be like, wow, like I can't believe how put together you are. We do that for other people. (laughs) We see them and we go, oh my God, you're so amazing. How did you like get here and look so together? And I look at you and go, wow, you're doing so much. They're thinking the same thing about you. So give that praise to yourself. You'll find that it then makes it easier to give that praise to other people. I think it really is all about filling up our cup so that it can runneth over. (sighs) Ah. And so I guess that's where I'm going to leave it this week to say the more we can praise ourselves and find kindness for ourselves and share it with ourselves, the easier it is to show up knowing that our experience might not be pleasant and it might not be fun and we might not even do a good job at it, but we are doing the best we can. And just like we would with a little kid that's learning how to do addition and subtraction, we don't expect them to get it right all right away. But we do praise them for the effort, for showing up, for trying, for getting something right, for starting to see progress. And we can do that for ourselves, too. And it feels great. And just think of like how many things you learned as a young kid that if you treated yourself that way now and had that kind of dedication and care put into helping you learn this stuff or to show up and do these things, how much easier it would be to get it done and go, how can I give that to myself today? it's good stuff. My friends, I hope you have an excellent week. I look forward to connecting to you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.